Hi everyone, thanks for joining me once again. It's your Dungeon Master, Kenny. I have, for the last time, all of my party members here for the Paradise Campaign. I'm your host and Dungeon Master, Kenny, and we have... Uh, this is Cody playing Necro, the Warlock. This is Ku playing Pahokwe, the Yakfolk Barbarian. This is Lauren playing Bala, the Asimar Bard. This is Clay playing Kurak, the Erichoa Druid Cleric. <laughs> Uh, this is Nick playing Nalos, the Triton Fighter. And I'm Elise playing Leonara, the Furbolg Rogue. So unless the house blows up or is set on fire, you can also tell that our audio quality is uh, quite consistent today. We were in person for the last session of the Paradise Campaign. And uh, just as a little like heartstring tugging preamble, um, it's been a privilege and honor uh, and a lot of fun. Thank you guys for being a part of this. We've, I've checked it kind of recently. I believe we're like just shy of like or like over a year and a half yeah um like almost two years it's been a long campaign it's been a lot of fun um and i'm looking forward to sort of wrapping up the story with you guys today so we left off you guys had just fought your shadows um literally and figuratively mm -hmm. you, you fought shadowy versions of yourselves who after defeated uh, dispelled your own shadows. You know, no, none of you in the party, I believe, uh, produce a shadow anymore. Mm -hmm. You are near the epicenter of the sort of area, uh, uh, the, the crater. The zone. Yeah. Of Felwyn Forest. Um, and I believe you guys have just long rested after the shadow fight, right? Like, yeah. as yeah. best as you could have. Yeah. So really like rescued by the... Rescued by the spirit of the forest. Or yeah. Whatever yeah. It was. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. As she bailed you guys out um, for all of the things you've done for her, and per, you know preserving the forest after one fashion or another throughout your adventures. So, uh, you guys awaken, revitalized, uh, and ready to finish this to, to finish the last task that Chet has for you. Um, so you begin your your daily grind towards the center, and in the distance you can already see a pillar of light beaming above the horizon. Uh, you know you're close. It's conical in nature, almost as if it's pulling light down uh, to the center. And as you get closer and closer, you can see that the ground is less cracked than it was before, less dead, and is just almost polished smooth. Um, it's almost hard to get traction as you walk. How, how like, almost steamrolled the ground is. Any vegetation or life or anything at this point? Not a thing. It okay. is a vacant wasteland. Are my hooves slippery on it? Not particularly, but okay. like, you know, I, I'm not, I'm saying that this is like not mechanically hindering, hindering uh, terrain, but if it does feel almost otherworldly. Like, it, it feels as if someone came by with one of those like tapping. Like a freshly waxed floor. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Very, very weird. Um, but in the, you can see there is a hulking uh, silhouette lurched over the, the pinnacle the, the sort of terminus of this cone of light uh, and there's this huge black orb that has almost like a, like a lightning bolt sort of silhouette through it uh, and you can see that that's what the sort of black energy is pouring out of into your into your domain, into Yalzar, uh, but there seems to clearly be some sort of um, 
humanoid, but much taller, uh, like almost giant-sized being standing around it. Uh, not necessarily on vigil, but almost manipulating it, working on it. Could be performing a ritual at it, could be sort of tinkering at it, um, but you can tell their posture is sort of like lurched over and like their hands are sort of manipulating at the rift. They're not like standing at attention facing you all. It's very, that, that much so is clear. But it's probably still about a mile away. So it looks hulking from a mile away. Like we can tell that it's like a big Well, game. the fact that you can see that much detail tells yeah. you that this is not a six foot tall person. Okay. You know, if it was a if it was a human sized human or yeah. a, a, like humanoid medium sized, you'd be like, "There's a person <laughs> over there." But the fact that it must be thirty feet yeah. tall enables you to see kind of some detail even at greater distance. Mm-hmm. I'd like to do an Arcana check to see if I recognize um, <clears throat> this creature person. Um, go ahead and give me a perception first, so you can actually get a good look at it. Sure. Um, or unless you have some sort of magical ability to see long distances. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I got a 19 on perception. Okay, so you sort of have everyone hold up and you like give a real good look at this thing. Um, and the best thing that you can deduce is it seems to be about 25 feet tall if you had to guess Whoa. like this it's, it's, it's quite a large being Fuck. um as big as a house you <laughs> <laughs> fought things that big before that's true I've, I've been that big before <laughs> <laughs> uh and it's 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 clad in clearly like robes okay um and it seems to have a tool belt you can't really tell what the devices it's taking off of the belt are, sure. but it's clearly taking devices off the belt and like waving them in some fashion at the rift. Uh, but that's what you can tell. Okay. So if you want to make an arcana about maybe what's happening, yes. you can do that. But I will do uh, that. that would, now you have a better understanding of what you're doing. I got an 18. Okay. Uh, <laughs> knowing that this feedback of magic happened from an abjuration spell's mishap, you can only assume that there's abjuration involved here. Uh, okay. But good. you you know for a fact that he's not like weaving necromantic or evocation magic, for example. Okay. Um. So I will tell my party members like. Not sure exactly what that guy's doing. Um, I, I can't tell if he's, uh, they are uh, helping or harming this whole rift situation. Um, it looks like some heavy duty magic. So. Oh, you said 18 in total? Y- yes. He is weaving 7th level magic. He's weaving what? 7th level magic. So. Big. <laughs> big magic. Big magic. Mm-hmm. Two two stages down from the biggest magic. Yeah, uh, yeah, big boy magic. Okay. I don't like the sound of big magic. <laughs> Goddamn big magic coming in here. 
Big magic means big problems. I tried to make a big pharma joke. More magic, more problems. <laughs> I got uh, 99 problems, and a counter spell is definitely one of them. Yeah, at least 13 points. Yeah. Oh. Okay. All right. First so I'm excited to see what this is all about. I want to go climb up whatever that thing he's. I want to see his insides. Alright, so you guys did you, did you? Yeah, I want to see what's inside of it. <laughs> okay. Uh, I guess, are we proceeding in the direction of Big Scary Magic Guy? Yep. Sure. Okay. Yeah. I think we oh, have a choice. I mean, because that's, that's definitely the rift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I begin moving, obvious. and I'm using my glaive as my walking stick. It's okay. out and ready to go. Alright, um... I practice walking sneakily with no shadow. I got my, my finger guns drawn. <laughs> Eldritch blasts are ready. Uh, all right, so you guys close a substantial amount of the distance. Um, you're maybe half a mile left before anything really changes. And what changes is passive perception. Who's got the highest, Druid? <laughs> <laughs> for, for the listeners, everyone at the table pointed at. Hey, what is it again? 17. 17. Um, so you notice it when... You all trip it, but not before. In fact, it's probably intangible to those non-magically inclined. Hmm. Uh, but it's basically a purple, like a little thin pink-purple tether of magic that someone, doesn't matter who, whoever was in front, probably either uh, Nalos or Pahokwi, if I guess, um, trips it, and you nothing happens. You don't hear anything. But the moment that happens, the the being standing near the rift stands tall. And you can see he's probably closer to 27, 28 feet tall. <laughs> uh, and turns to your all's direction and waves and points one finger as if to say unabashedly, I see you. Um, and, and turns away from the rift and uh, almost seems to not beckon, but await your arrival. So clearly an alarm spell got tripped. Oh, good. That he was able to cast out that far. Yeah. Okay. It's a simple spell. <laughs> but quite unbreakable. <laughs> Even a fighter could cast it. True. With a scroll. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, let's keep yeah. going. Yep. yep. <laughs> All right. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> I walk. Well, since he sees us, uh, could you play us some like some fat ass walking in yes. music? Yeah. Are we gonna slow mo? Yeah. Walk? Yes, we are. Are you walking? Like to the X gonna mm-hmm. give to you. <laughs> yeah, I. I you know uh, song the in party. the background, yeah. can you cast explosions yeah. behind us yeah, as we uh, walk? Sure. I'll just shoot my allergic blast off in the air. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't spend any spell. My two spell yeah. slots. Right. <laughs> uh, yes, I play some um, badass. Alright, give me a performance check. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 17. Okay. So, uh, you all begin to really close this distance. I mean, uh, you're only about a thousand feet away when you triggered that alarm. <clears throat> um, you get about 200 feet away, and uh, the being sort of, uh, you can see his, his, his form much better now. Uh, and he claps these heavy gauntleted hands. You hear the clang uh, to your music. Um, but then as you you know, sort of get within that 200 feet, 
you see his big sort of palm like gesture to stop. He has not yet spoken a word. Let's guess we stop. Uh, I guess, I guess. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna, you know, respect this guy's wishes. <laughs> I too stop. <laughs> so he then walks towards you all uh, and stops about 100 feet away. You guys have full view of this mm-hmm. being now. Um, I don't have anything particular as an image to showcase you all, so allow me with my words instead. He's, again, about 20, 25 to 28 feet tall. You could easily mistake this being for a giant. If he told you he was a giant, you'd be like, absolutely, you're wearing plate mail armor, probably. Uh, but that's, to the sharper eyed, that's clearly not the case. This being is an automaton or a golem of some sort. Uh, there is nothing inside the armor he's wearing. Damn it, Roderick. <laughs> <laughs> uh... But again, as you noticed before, he is cloaked in very heavy robes. Mm -hmm. Um, His face, for lack of a better term, is a simple um, metallic plate that is wedged in the middle um, and has sort of, I won't say crude, but simplistic uh, features upon it that move to sort of simulate, uh, you know, facial expressions. I'm noticing... Uh, Pogwe, that die you have, that d20, is a spin down. Oh. You might want to grab a, a, a more balanced d20. Um, Intent. Yeah. That also is one. Here, do you need a d20? What about this? <laughs> no, that's a spin. I don't know. It, look at it. Is all, all the numbers in sequence? Yeah, but it's a yeah. spin down. <laughs> I also learned that recently. I, I have a normal Sorry. Session. Please. <laughs> Sorry, I play Magic the Gathering. Yeah, I play that Magic the Gathering. That's for my life to move. <laughs> Goddamn nerd game. <laughs> now it's going bad. <laughs> so, uh, you approach this guy, he's approached you now. Um, he doesn't visibly carry any weapons except for his walking staff, which is. Uh, you know, it's 20 feet tall. Yeah, it's massive. Uh, and if he bonked you with it, it'd probably be a bad time. But uh, in addition to that, you can see that the sort of top of it is perched like a palm, uh, like a mittened hand open, and a, a massive tome is cradled uh, in the, 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 the concave between the thumb and the, the rest of the fingers. Um, clearly just like a really fancy podium situation. So you can read his book while it sits in his walking staff. Uh, anyone who would like to attempt to can discern that the language it's written in is draconic if you can speak it. Um, you can. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, you know, he, it's, it's not really easy to read because right. it's of angles and stuff but you can be like, oh, I think that's probably a spell book if I had to guess. Uh, educated guess. Right. And uh, he sort of plants his staff into the earth, like digs it five feet into the earth so it stands there, mm-hmm. um, and sort of extends his arms up and then bows and then sort of replaces his hands together and you sort of hear his voice. It's monotonous with a small flair to it. Um, 
like it has a it has a hint of personality, but it's it's quite flat. And he says, "I suppose you are all, are all here under not your own conviction, but to interrogate and investigate the rift behind me." Yeah. 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 You ain't wrong. We did come willingly. But you did not choose to come here. Uh, I mean, we chose to not stay behind. What is choice? (laughs) (laughs) I'll do you one better. Why is choice? (laughs) A plus. Someone took a philosophy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The monasteries are weird in the north, okay? Uh, so he continues I am also here beyond my convictions but in service of my master I am here to fix what you mortals have done as is my directive I assume you are all here to do the same do you have any idea and he begins to use words that you've never heard to this rift Mm mm-hmm I nod as if I totally understand what he's saying. Oh, truly. Then where is your another series of words that you don't understand that are clearly, like, tools? I pat my, my burglar's kit and say, I'm sorry, I brought the wrong wrong belt today. Then you are worthless here. Indeed. So I would like to do an arcana check to see if I know anything more <laughs> than these other sure. schmucks about this <laughs> shit. Good call, good call. Oh, I don't. Um, I, <laughs> I, I got a six. Okay. Abjuration's not really my school anymore. Right. <laughs> I know abjuration. Can I also make an archive? Sure. Ten. Your master, who do you serve? I serve Bacab, god of magic. He created me. And, and what are you? The nature of my being is obscure but quite simple, as I've been told to explain to you mortals should I ever cross your paths. You would call me, I believe my master used the word, janitor. Have you... <laughs> <laughs> have you crossed the path of any other humans recently? Or any other, uh, you know... Mortals. Mortals recently? <laughs> Not in the nature of this particular problem, no. Getting like heavy disc world vibes off of that response. Yeah. In a matter at all relevant to to what we're we're currently facing? There is nothing else but what I'm currently working on that is relevant to this rift. It is quite simple. Some amount of your people on this dimension have meddled in magic above and beyond their comprehension and ability to control and have stepped into the bounds of borderline divine. In doing so, they have undone what they've attempted to do so negatively that they have influxed and blah blah blah. This gets like Star Trek levels of yeah. psychobabble or of technobabble mm-hmm. to basically confirm what you've already heard, which is mm-hmm. that, you know, an abjuration spell went so fucking bad that it tore a hole between dimensions. Right. I'm going to keep nodding like I know what I'm talking about and say, okay, so, so what... Uh, you know, well, we're sorry to interrupt you. You know, doing your work on fixing it. Is there any way that we could possibly assist you with that? Absolutely. In fact, you are almost exactly what I would require to do this quickly. 
And what is it that you require to do this quickly, exactly, from us? One of the things that I have done in my methods is approached some of the controlling forces of the second dead realm, from which this rift is, a, is, a, is an origin. And they have simply stated that they would gladly close the rift upon their side in the blink of an eye, I believe they use the term, if a sacrifice of soul was given. I have no soul for which to offer and therefore must use my own energy to do so. I have been told by my master that that is an unacceptable price and that I must do this manually. However, you all are timely, and in fact, quite exactly what could be offered to close this rift. Let's, okay, so that is an option. I don't think it's one we want to do. <laughs> How can we help you close this manually? I don't believe that any of you have the capabilities whatsoever to assist me directly. Okay, what if we get out of your way? Can you then close it manually and we all live? Hmm. And he turns over to his staff uh, and flips through a few pages. And you hear him murmur, but his murmur is still quite loud. <laughs> uh, Arcana checks? Sure. Nope. <laughs> I don't know big magic. I got a 16, but I don't know anything about magic. 21. 14. I think I got an 18. 8. <laughs> I'm not trying. To <laughs> <laughs> um, you can tell by his cadence uh, that he's cast. He's you think he's casting a spell. You know he's casting a spell. Uh, so do you. But uh, Karak, you know that he is casting a trans transmutation spell. Hmm. Um, and as do any of you, would you or would the three of you that can tell that like to do anything about that? I go stop it. <laughs> I do not consent to whatever it is you're doing. Uh, I don't have counterspells, so... I don't uh, Can I ask what it is you're casting? Uh, he simply gestures a... He, like, strikes uh, a flint and steel, almost, between his one thumb and his other four fingers, and a little moat of energy, like, bursts as he finishes that gesture, and he and his hand casts silence on the party. Um, after uh, a moment he finishes his his primary spell and a concave dome of earth the size of like two football fields covers the entire area a series of gemstones stick out of the dirt inside and illuminate the area so it's visible and lit but you guys are now inside of essentially a stadium with him in the rift. What? I want to climb up to the ceiling. Okay, you don't have the time for that. Because the wall is like a hunt, like 80 feet away. Because um, after he does that, his same hand uh, snaps and the silence is dispelled. And he turns back to you all. I apologize, but you all were distracting me from the spell that I was incanting. Right. I do not see any reason to delay what could be done today, in, in fact, quite quickly. I will go my primary route that I suspected since I saw you all approach. I will willingly or otherwise derive you from your souls and then use that currency to close this rift and spare hundreds of lives, if not thousands of trees, 
from the local fauna and, f- and flora. Do you have any souls currently trapped in your soul jar? Mm, that's do, a great idea, do, though. Do, do, do Fey souls count? <laughs> do, can, can I give you the souls of some Fey? I can, I can conjure them up. They do what I tell them. Do you possess Fey? I see none in our presence. I, I conjure eight random beasts. <laughs> right, you, you cast... I cast conjure animals. Okay. <laughs> uh, he looks upon them... As they appear, he goes, These will be unfit. They are not proper fae. They are merely animals. How many souls do you need? Well, five or six would do. Uh, no. <laughs> hmm. So you need hmm. five, at least five or six souls. I believe it would be important that despite the fact that the offer put to me by the beings on the other side of the rift, speculated five or six, it would be inappropriate to come back to the bartering table with not the maximum potential cost. The beings on the other side of the rift told you five or six souls to close this, and the beings on the other side caused this rift. They did not. The beings on this side of the rift caused it. You mortals attempted to meddle in the affairs of magic above and beyond your comprehension or understanding. Hmm. Big magic is bad. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna mimic what he just said to me, but I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> tell me what I know about magic and don't know about magic. What was that called? We were told so long ago. What? There should be a staff stuck in the ground at the the middle of this. Maybe it's it should have a crystal of some kind, and it should be the source of this. Mm-hmm. We're told maybe if we break that, that should fix it. There's crystals on the top of Are the. Are you telling him that? Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. I was yeah. trying to remember specifically, mm-hmm. like, if there was anything else, but I don't have a note for that. Yeah, so Catalyst is a staff. Looks like a tree almost. All the branches are crystal, like purple, violet crystal from Maru's bed. You're a champ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> His notes are really good. <laughs> when I times when I've been drunk, I usually write in all caps too, so you can tell like what I've been drinking. <laughs> like this one. <laughs> we are fighting BDD, baby. <laughs> really good. Was notes. that Big Dick Dragon? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Okay. But, but yeah, we were told that if we break the the staff at the the center of all of this, that that should fix it. I'm sure whatever you were doing was a lot more in-depth, but we should at least try that. I will show you. Follow me. He sort of pulls his staff from the ground and turns his back on you and walks towards... I follow. Yeah, follow. We'll follow him, too. He takes you within 30 feet of the rift. Um, You can feel the air is, like, almost gently pulling you towards the rift at that point. Just the sheer magical energy of it. Uh, but. I was going to say, while he was distracted showing everybody else that I was going to run to the wall and climb up it and try to see if I could break those crystals in the ceiling. Okay. You can. Okay. Do you break one of the crystals? Yes. It shatters into crystals. 
Okay. That part, that that <laughs> five foot area is no longer illuminated. Okay, that's boring. Not what I thought was gonna happen. I thought we need the crystals in this app. Alright, so you all approach the uh, rift, and you can see that, so what I described before, at the distance is like a ball uh, with like a jagged line mm-hmm. going through it. Mm-hmm. You can see <coughs> that the base of that sphere is just like, it's like perched, perched above the, the crystal orb that's being held in a, in a cradle of a staff that's planted in the ground that looks like a tree, as you remember mm-hmm. being told about. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the janitor sort of readdresses. I am familiar with the staff for which you describe. However, I have deduced that if I if the catalyst of this spell is destroyed, the rift would undeniably close. And I had considered doing so, and when I initially arrived. But a simple solution like that, as a, is as in my previous missions has taught, is simple but costly. If this staff was to be destroyed, indeed the rift would close. However, the residual magic that is pouring from it constantly would produce a acidic rain, I believe you all would find it, and it could easily destroy the majority of the forest. Now, sophisticated life, such as other mortals, would perhaps survive, but the majority of the fauna and flora of this forest would face sudden extinction. Hmm. And while I am mostly apathetic towards the manipulative ways of your malicious mortality seems to drive you, I have a pity, as my master has, has put within me, for the simpler beings who had no control over such things, and to punish them for your all wild acts of inconsideration is inappropriate. What if we come back with five or six other souls? Every day, this vile magic seeps further outward and more lives are claimed. Why would I let you all leave when I would then have to wait? So he walked us over to the staff. Yeah. We can see the staff. How far away is the staff? 30 feet. (laughs) Is this surrounded by anything? What do you mean? Is there there any... Is there (laughs) anything stopping her from going over or just getting it? No. no. <laughs> what do you want to do? Well, I'm just, I'm just. Is it just sitting there in front of us? <laughs> well, and it's like if we earth. destroy it, it all, all the. I mean, okay, so, so a couple animals die. <laughs> but like, <laughs> like we, we, it'll the rift will close. Is my, that my? We might piss off the forest spirit though about that. <laughs> yeah, that forest spirit might not be too. Yeah, yeah. and you know. Got a pretty good relationship with their going right now. <laughs> she literally saved her lives. Yeah. You want to fight? The... What What yeah. about you? Yeah. Do you have what's considered a soul? As I mentioned before, I'm, I there oh, no, is nothing was, equivalent listening. within me. That okay. Is a soul. Well, Can, what if we Can... got all the other druids? I mean, there's a lot of druid colonies in the forest. Maybe together they can all stop the acid rain from doing too much damage? It would be borderline instantaneous. Ah, That's not a lot of prep time. Okay. Could we go through the rift, wreck up a bunch of shit until they decide they're done with us wrecking their shit and they close it? (laughs) If I was physically and magically capable 
of traversing through this rift, for which I am absolutely, and you are all undeniably not. If it was a matter of busting a few people up on the other <laughs> side of the line <laughs> to close it, I would have done so immediately. What does it take to be able to, like, to get through the rift? Walking through it. He like sticks his mechanical arm through it effortlessly. Can we crawl inside you and then go through the the rift? Like use you as like a vessel? No. Figured I asked. Can we build a horse, put all of us in its belly, and then leave it in front of them as a peace offering? Seahorse would never stand up out here. It's just not possible. I legitimately can't believe that's the first time that joke's for me. <laughs> I can't believe we just asked to get inside of him. <laughs> yeah, you just real cash about it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck. So, do we think we can take him? Cause I don't want to die. Can I try to try intimidate? Yeah, squawk him again, mimic his voice. Do what we want. <laughs> can, can I, uh, in investigator, inspect the the staff just closer? Sure. Just look at it. Yeah. Real, real good. Yeah. What is it you're looking for? You go ahead and roll. I, and I know what you're trying <laughs> to I, discern. Uh. <laughs> just punch it. <laughs> just. I don't know if he picked up the spark. Just like. Just punch it. <laughs> Staff's right there. Uh, I guess. I, I don't know what's what's most useful. I guess Arcana. It's magic. Twenty-two. Okay, so what are you trying to learn here? Uh, is what's what's the deal with it? What <laughs> what is its driving force like? allows it to keep this rift open. I would say that you should consider it... Um, what if we move the staff? It, imagine it kind of like a door shim. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if that's something that everyone's familiar mm-hmm. with, but like a wedge. Like mm-hmm. You might see some doors have like a little wooden wedge that people use to keep the door open because it naturally closes. A chuck. Yeah. That's what I've always called it. Um, door stop. Door stuff? Yeah. Uh, Sorry. A shim, what I'm thinking of is a really, really narrow version of it, and you use it to uh, level out door frames. So, Mm. my bad. But yeah, imagine it like a door stop. Mm. It was used to open the door, and it is keeping the door open. And if you pulled it, if you pulled it out, the door would immediately shut. Mm-hmm. And kind of like how there's a huge gust of wind when you shut a door real fast, that's kind of the magic that would pour out. Door shit. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. So, moving the staff somewhere else and then breaking it is not a solution. No. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so we're in the dead realm. Yeah. Right? Well, no, 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 you're not in the dead realm. You guys are still in Yazar. We're like still a weird in between. Yeah. You're in, like, an overlap. I would like to, while they're having the conversation with the construct, walk away and try to 
talk, like, call on my ancestors. Okay. Um, I don't know if you want me to do, like, a let's, whatever let's kind resolve, of role. Let's uh, resolve your skill check real quick. Okay. Yeah, so, so what else are you trying to pull from your, from your role? Uh, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> so, what, so you said you're investigating it, like, via the feet? Just, I guess, an arcana check is what I was doing. Okay. For magic. Magic things. I mean, it's supremely powerful. Like, this yeah. is a very magical thing. Um, I mean, you, you wager that if you were able to brandish this staff as your own magical focus, mm-hmm. you could probably, we- like, it would undeniably empower your spells mm-hmm. massively. I mean, this thing is, is thrumming with magical energy. I mean, even those non magically inclined could be like, that staff's magic as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> So, all right, you want to go and try and commune with Yeah, her. in this place that we're, like, kind of halfway in between, mm-hmm. I want to see if maybe I can call on my ancestors to sure. manifest around um, me. And is this via a class feature of some sort, or is it just uh, RP? RP. Okay, go for it. Uh, is there a... Roll charisma check. Okay. My charisma was 14, I'm pretty sure. Two. Right there. <laughs> You rolled a two? Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> you call upon your, your your ancestors, and they begin to sort of, like, corral around you. Um, but they are not native to this dead realm. Okay. Um, and are immediately beset upon by spirits that are. Um, and so while they sort of, like, appear into view, like, Jedi ghost-style... Yeah. Uh, the vengeful, angry, wrathful dead of the second dead realm pull them under the earth. Oh, we're not in the dead realm. Right. We're you, you guys are in like a like an overlay. Yeah. So like, imagine tablecloths, right? Uh, normally, you probably just have them like butted up. <clears throat> this is like they're or they're overlapping. So like this part. Of the physical plane that, is, that you all know as Yalzar. Oh, okay. Is overlapping with the part of the dead realm that this physical space occupies. Mm. <sighs> and this magic feed, magic feedback just punched a hole through the overlap. Any way we can call in Chet from where we are? I don't think so. Can I uh, go I into my meditative state and talk to the Raven Queen and see if she has any insight? Sure. All right, so I'll get in my little <laughs> meditative stance yeah. um, and commune with uh, the Raven Queen. She appears before you, although you can see the the active m- malice of the second dead realm claws at her, and, and to her, it's not don't like it's not she's not a mere yak mm-hmm. folk spirit. No offense, but you know. She's basically <laughs> a deity, so you know she's just like, I was like six of my ancestors and asked them to kill themselves a second time. Peepaw, will you please? Peepaw, would you go into the dark void forever, please? Thanks, bye. Uh, so, so the Raven Queen says so something these like black misty talons, like tendrils start to wrap around. She's like, get the fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Step off! Get off me! That's my that's my queen. Peasant spirit, yeah. you know? um, so it's she's like slightly spirits. upset, yeah, <laughs> at the manner of where you are, uh, and immediately 
uh, chastises you for it, um, for, 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 for beckoning her into such a, a, a uncouth location. Of course. Uh, but then asks that, what is the desire? Uh, we're kind of in a bind. We need to close this portal in between these two planes, and we either destroy this staff, which we can't move, which could also destroy, you know, a lot of the uh, Felwyn Forest, or we can conjure up five to six souls at least to, I guess, close everything up. I'm hoping that you might be able to help us with either th- this entire situation. Huh? Or could you weaken this dude and we could beat his ass too? That's also yeah. an option. Mm, she she directly looks at the at the janitor, mm-hmm. uh, and you can see her sort of face, sort of sour, uh, and she go she sort of makes it very clear to you that she can assist you in trying to take down the janitor if mm-hmm. he attacks you all. Mm-hmm. Um, but her assistance on that will be limited. If he, he she makes it explicitly clear to you that if he is able to. Uh, grab her, it would be disastrous. Okay. So if you die in this like for, overlap... You guys are not communicating yeah. with yeah. the Raven Queen. Okay. Right. Only I know, but I have a question. About? So, like, you know, you said something about, uh, you know, La, his ancestors being, you know, dark places forever. Is that if anybody dies, like, is that just death and... and uh, I'm not going to tell you what happens to your character if you choose to sacrifice yourself. Here? Okay. Um, but she does tell you that uh, she does know what would happen to your soul if you offered it to be one of the one of the sacrificed souls for this. And she kind of gives you the impression that you'd be okay. Hmm. But you'd be okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and that and she can't offer any other assistance. She can she can offer you something for the fight if there's a fight. Right, for a fight. And she assures you that your soul would be quite recoverable to her. Okay. If you offered it. Okay. But that's the extent of what she can do for you. Here. Right. Okay. Um. So I'll come out of. I'll thank her. Thank you for. Sorry for bringing you in such a nasty place, but I uh, really needed your help. But I appreciate you coming, and and I'll make sure to make an offering sometime soon once we get out of this business. She nods understandingly. Uh, despite how unpleasant this place is, she appreciates your respect and understanding of for when things are dire and when mm-hmm. things are not dire. Mm-hmm. That you do not call upon her for things that aren't dire. <laughs> okay, then I'll come out of okay. my, my meditative stance and um, look at everyone. I was like, so, talk to my queen. She could help us if we need to throw... We need to throw hands, but she's limited in the sense that if the janitor over here, and I'm whispering this to everyone, I'm not just like blabbing my beak. Um, For once. Yeah, right. Um, that if he gets a hold of her in some way, somehow, that we're pretty, we're pretty fucked. We're pretty done. Um, but she also hinted that if I offered my soul up as an offering, that I would be okay and could get through it. Only me, though. My ancestors can do nothing there. <laughs> so, yep, that, that's all I got from her. Then I'll kind of like... So either we sacrifice ourselves, we save everything, we break the staff, and everything's fucked. 
Or we try fighting. Or we fight him and then we still Die don't have an answer? Red. Or well, we try to convince him to to close it manually. So I think trying to convince him to close it manually would be our best option of all getting out of here, you know, with all of our fingers <laughs> and toes that we currently have. Um, fighting him be bad, sacrificing ourselves, I am not that good of a person. Look, sir. <laughs> I mean, if he wanted to just kill us, he looks like he's more than capable of just deciding to do that by now. He's gonna kill us already. So... We are still like a stadium. Completely for that idea. Otherwise, he probably would have just done it already. Are you using this out loud? Yeah. He interjects. Okay. Um, I have considered. However, it has been put into my directive that it is not appropriate by Bacob's drive to, well, to end mortal life unless they agree. Hmm, okay. So, should you close this rift with our souls, who is to stop the originator of this spell from trying again? Then you have to return to close yet another rift that might be bigger the next time and more dangerous. Well, if my logs are correct, the 90.6% of those who were responsible for this are already beyond saving dead. Hmm. The ones responsible for casting this spell. Yes. Are you sure you know who told them to cast the spell? There is a lift that lives in this forest. Yes. (laughs) And he is dead. But yet, he will try again. Are you sure? Are you sure he won't? I'm nearly positive. Merely positive. Nearly. Nearly positive. 86.3% positive. Well, that's not a high enough number there. Can I make a religion check for Bokob? Sure. Fuck you. Is it bad? Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's the worst it could be. Really? Yeah. What's that in total? Uh, three. Uh, alright. That's worse. Yeah, you don't know shit. Um. No, I wanna. I'm not. I don't think my character's very religious, but I kinda wanna, like, call upon Bacab and say, you know, is. Help us find another way. Help us convince this thing that, you know. You you re- so you reach out to a god that you've never communed with before and that you've never done any service towards? Yep. Alright, roll it. Okay, what do I need to roll? Religion? Uh, just a d20. Um, I'm... 13. No. Okay. <laughs> 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 they, they hang up the phone. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't even pick up. Yeah. I don't know this number. <laughs> Declined. Straight to voicemail. New phone who dis. <laughs> New prayer who dis. <laughs> um... Oh, I was just going to um, piggyback off um, <clears throat> the um, Hokwe's attempt to to reason with this being and 
say like um you know we uh we understand that um do closing the rift manually would take more time but um uh i would be able to offer um uh, magical aid um that would help you perhaps help you close it sooner and um as you said, it, it would be wrong to, uh, you know, take the life of, of non-willing sentient beings, of which we are um, non-willing sentient beings. So, uh, you know, I, I really feel like um, it, would be, it would be the best path to let us um, aid you in the performance of this magic that you were going to do anyway. And I would like to use persuasion. <coughs> Can we help her out with that and like look intimidating in the background? <laughs> in persuasion, not intimidating. <laughs> yeah. It's like a 16 roll on that. Mm-hmm. Like a legit roll. Yeah. It's not sucky. <laughs> um, that is a 22. Nice. Alright, and this is just a skill check persuasion or is this magically involved? Oh, I was just doing a skill check persuasion. Okay. Uh, the janitor seems to process and says I will send a message to my master after this I will make I will be making a decision I am sending three potential outcomes he will select one one of them is that you yourself and anyone else in this party who is magically capable will be immediately sent to my master's domain in which you will serve for 100 years under his privilege under which time your soul will be returned to this domain you will live the rest of your potentially mortal lives and that will, that service will be considered compensation for me not fulfilling with possible outcome number two, which is the request I have put in formally to go against directive and take the most opportunistic fashion to close this rift, which is to immediately end your mortal lives, reap your souls, and put them to this rift. Or option C, let you all leave and take the time necessary to get it done. That one. Um. Option A and C are okay. <laughs> what, ab- what about those of us who are not magically inclined with option A? Well, I imagine that you all will be permitted to leave. It would be dependent upon my master for college. Haha, suckers! <laughs> option A. Let's go for it. Uh, like another I, I appreciate you reaching out to um, your deity. Um, we we uh, await the response. Very good. <laughs> he can sort we... of uh, casts a spell, and you can sort of see uh, a sort of blip of magic sort of shoot out through the stadium walls uh, and disappear. I would like to pray. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> to uh, Bacab. Bacab and. Um, And uh, for um, mercy, as a, I, I will promise um, to dedicate the tales of um, uh, that I write of this adventure. Should I survive, I will, you know, dedicate the tales um, to his 
his? A cop? A cop? There. Yeah. <laughs> keep it gender neutral. <laughs> yeah. Uh, their honor and um, <coughs> perform in uh, their temples slash holy spaces um, whenever requested. Uh, I would also right. like to press redial on my prayer phone. <laughs> Alright, anyone else who'd like to pray to Cobb may roll a... a uh, an, an I was going to ask if I could read his book oh, for a few he's... minutes while he's waiting for an answer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Um, anyone else who prays, just roll a, an altar d20. 12. I already got a good one. Got seven. Right. Cool. Anyone else? No. Who um, <laughs> wants to albartically inspire somebody? Unaltered T20. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Alright, so uh, you realize that the janitor is completely unpresent as you read. Um, he is he is waiting for a message and is, is, is almost like unaware of your presence as you sort of, you know, clamber for a good angle. Pogwe, throw me up there. <laughs> <laughs> you actually did. I, I will lift him. Okay. I put my big, strong hands around your waist and lift you up. Throw, throw him like a Colossus through his Wolverine. Yeah. yeah. I give him a little. <laughs> Alright. A strength check? To lift him, though. <laughs> I could cast a large on you. And then you'd be big enough to throw me. You wait for that. <laughs> In case we have to fight, I will have a kaiju battle. <laughs> I didn't get to punch the last one. I imagine one. you just, like, all might just, like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get a shadow over my face and, like, give him a little... <laughs> no, you don't get a shadow. Shadows don't exist for us anymore. It's on my face from the surroundings. Oh, I... Like, I'm just shining all the time? Am no, I just, like, no, white? no, but, but you all do not cast yeah. a shadow. If light, light is upon you, us. behind you is no shadow. Well, if you turn so your face away from the sun, your nose does not cast a shadow. So our bodies do not have a shadow upon them. You're just well illuminated. <laughs> yeah. Okay. See, I have been going into this thinking that we aren't casting any shadows ourselves, and like uh-huh. the environment could cast shadows on oh, us. Oh, that yes. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, that that can happen. Okay. So I all might. <laughs> Just regular like pull up. Do you, um, can I even give a player's handbook? I can give you a Vola's yeah, guide. I, <laughs> I was like, I'm an abjuration specialist. I mean, that's what he was trying to do. It's uh, probably above my skill feel set. feel like but. you could. Yeah, you know what? Do you have uh, an ink and quill? You're able to create a symbol scroll. It's a seventh level abjuration spell. Oh shit! Okay. <laughs> oh okay. <laughs> and there's there's symbol. You should read it. You do need the material components to cast it. Even from the scroll. But he's just like copying and pasting what he's yeah. yep. describing now. My cool. Goes to hell. <laughs> 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 Yeah. All right. It's a thousand dollars in diamond dust. I have a thousand dollars. I can go up. I already made diamond dust. It's right there. I point to the pile of crystals I shattered. 
How do you know they're diamonds and not like amethyst? And also, how did you just shatter a diamond? I don't know. You told quartz. me I could break it. You so didn't even let me That's flex a between them. It's not a diamond. Uh-huh. It's probably I could like have been quartz. like powder. Yeah. Well, I do have a thousand gold if we need it. I just picked a spell. I don't think it's going to be useful. Much less do you have that component on you right now. I wouldn't have my pouch on me? Of a thousand dollars worth of gold. A thousand gold pieces worth of diamonds. Oh, gotcha. gotcha. This is a question that I never asked you, and I can't believe almost two years and I haven't asked you. I have that I worship the ancestors, being an ancestral Mm -hmm. uh, barbarian. Do the yak folk have their own gods that they worship um, besides not, their ancestors? But yeah, they, they, the main thing is that they worship the, the, the dead. Um, yeah. So it, I imagine, considering how important to their culture that is, mm-hmm. they would probably, no matter what pantheon you're looking at, they would probably pray to the gods of death. Okay. Um, the specifically ones that like are uh, care about safe passage yeah. of souls, stuff like that. I would like to, instead of calling on my ancestors again, pray to the Yak Folk God of Death. Okay. And I'm gonna like. It's what like did a, you say to the Yak Folk okay. God of Death? Please Not today. today. <laughs> Please today. Um, and it's right. kind of like a plea for. Roll with like, advantage. With advantage? Yeah. Okay. It's like a plea for like. Like, in my heart, I'm ready to, like, sacrifice... Like, I will step forward mm-hmm. to sacrifice myself. But I'm asking for safe passage for everybody else. Sure. Should it come to this. Right. In, like, a desperate plea. Okay. That's a six for the first one. <laughs> that didn't happen, but it sure did squeeze things. Yeah. <laughs> Fifteen. Nice. And what was the the first one? Uh, six. Okay. Um. Sure. All right. So, here's what happens. Uh, you all see a pool. Uh, so you so you see that um, Pokey is clearly um, praying in a fashion that you've not seen him pray before. You've seen him pray to the, his ancestors probably dozens of times in camp and in times of desperation like this, but you've never seen him pray like this. Um, he is is sort of like holding a different idol that he's kept secret. He's murmuring different prayers, uh, and a pool of black, like nullifying light, appears underneath him, and he sinks into it quickly. Almost as if he was swallowed by a shadow. And immediately it closes. You, okay. open, you open your eyes and you are in an abyss. Um, a huge <laughs> skeletal frame of black cracked bone and horn pulls itself from the void and it materializes muscle and artery and flesh until it looks like one of the many yak folk gods. Mm-hmm. That you've prayed to, that exactly who you prayed to. Yeah. Um, the abyss is warm, and you can feel a, th- a thrumming beat of drum and heart. Uh, and the god looks to you, 
and almost smiles. But you hear its voice, although its lips don't move. It's mm-hmm. all around. Like its voice is coming from the abyss and not in yeah. itself. You have always done well by you and your people. You have saved when you could. You have killed when you had to. You have adventured with these souls for many moons. You have seen them through hard and through strong and weak. And now you call upon me for them. They are part of your tribe. They are your tribe, as much as any other yak folk has ever been. I have heard your prayer. I will do. However, it will be different. But what you have asked will happen. Offer your soul to this mechanic, mechanation, and I feel that your friends will live. But you will not. I will do as you have asked. And with that, um, sort of, this shadowy pool reappears upon the ground, and you can see sort of Pahoki has been there the whole time. Uh, he doesn't, like, bloop back out of the ground or anything like that. Uh... All right. To tell us what happened? No. It is not for you to know. So, you all uh, have, I mean, you guys have, everyone here has prayed at least once to somebody. <laughs> um, has, is there anything, anything else that anyone would like to do before I pass a little bit of time and the message gets back? Uh, no. Nobody wants to pray to the rest of a pantheon? Any pantheon? <laughs> okay. Alright. So a little bit of time passes, um, and then the janitor sort of resprings to life. My master has heard my message and granted my request. Outcome two will commence. Prepare yourselves, I will glean from you what is required. I step forward and say, I willingly give my soul. The janitor sort of almost looks as surprised as the mechanic, um, like a mechanical can, and nods, uh, and kneels down, and at about that same time, a beam of sunlight and a crash through the top of the stadium occurs, and what comes flying in but Chet? <laughs> <laughs> I just like in my mind it's like heavy metal music yes. and it, like starts playing. Yeah. <laughs> uh Chet sets down and the janitor looks upon him and you can see a understanding of ire appear upon his face and before he speaks, Chet sort of takes over the situation. Um he bows deeply to the janitor, and as he raises up, he says, Thank you, being of Bacab. Thank you all for coming so far. So far, I felt in every bone in my body what has been transpiring here. Every one of you, in one fashion or another, have reached out, and I heard every prayer to some level or another, even just a murmur. I realized that more had happened here than I was prepared for. And once I detected your presence being of Bacab, I knew that my hand would be required. 
So I apologize for being late. I will do what I can. And at this point, the the, the janitor has um, sort of st- st- sort of kneeled back up from going down to take Bohuki's soul. <laughs> uh, and looks to Chet and says, you, and gives him this huge spiel of, you and your evil, malignant mortals have done unto this place a great malice. I understand your intentions. I know abjuration magic when I see it, and that is what has happened. You have tried to protect, but in turn, you have damned. My god, my lord, Bacab has declared upon to me to destroy you if able, and therefore I shall. Is there a last word you wish to share before your compatriots, before I reap you and all of them from this place? To which Chet replies, I do. I offer myself and the clones of me that I have prepared to close this gate. Uh, to which um, the janitor sort of looks and considers and then goes to his book and flips through uh, and seemingly performs some calculations and then looks back and says, this is sufficient. I wished only out of my own desire to destroy you to dust, but it would be within my God's reason to give you this request since it meets all requirements I will put my person to side step forward produce what is required is requested and I will take and shut this rift with it immediately uh, to which Chet opens his robes and takes off his robes for the first time naked um, mostly he has He's super buff <laughs> uh, he has he has almost all common the clothes on. in fact <laughs> Just there, skeletal. <laughs> there's something you guys learn about Chet in this exact moment. He has horns. He's got eight arms. You, <laughs> he just has eight arms. <laughs> no, um, you've all have always seen him with a hood. And when he takes his hood and robe off, you see he has horns. Um, horns that you recognize. And... He looks to the party and he says, Tell my daughters that they rule the kingdom now. They will be well. We'll deliver that message. Yes. And aid them in, you know, whatever so we, way we can. We couldn't tell that he was like a tiefling before? Correct. Okay. Farewell. I release you from me in any way for which you may be bonded. With that, he sort of nods and turns away. Uh, inside of his ribcage, he is storing multiple like vessels. They're like clay pots. Uh, and each of those, I don't know, um, does anyone want to make, a, make an arcana check? I want to. Just like reaching into him? No, just inside of his ribcage. Well, his five, I'm rolling shit today. Five. Oh, Rick, see, he's just a walking skeleton. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. 
22 for Arcana. <laughs> uh, you realize that those are simulacrum. So they're literally the, the vessels for which if he was ever to be destroyed, destroyed, mm-hmm. like phylactery destroyed, he would still come back again mm-hmm. in the simulacrum. Um, and you also know that a, a a mortal soul has to be put into the simulacrum, or to be sacrificed to make those those vessels. Some big boy necromancy stuff. Yes, like yeah. eighth level magic. Yeah, yeah. Since uh, yeah. I'm like up next to him, uh-huh. I want to like put my hand on his Bone. socket. Yeah. <laughs> and be like, safe journey. To the other side. You seem to smile the only way a skeleton can, and he nods and says, to you as well. It has been a blessing. And with that, the janitor reaches down, grabs Pahokwi and Chet within his mighty palm, and crushes them. Pahokwi too? You suffer 200 points of crushing damage. I'm super dead. Yeah. I'm like, actually dead. Double dead. So Uh, for you touching Chet, that's what happened? No, 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 for, for I, the janitor I, crushing him yeah. in his palm. He offered himself and then didn't unoffer himself when uh, Chet and his souls could have done it. Well, I imagine that he didn't have, like, okay. the numbers yeah. mm. for so that, and I was part it. of the numbers. Yeah. So he probably filled out the other five. Yep. That's exactly how that went down. Because as the janitor opens his palm, six motes of energy rest, and he grabs them together and sort of almost like white out melds them into the, the rift and a abyssal sentence is uttered does anyone here speak abyssal? no um, but it's 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 not it's, it's like a hiss but it's clearly a language and as that happens the rift slowly but you know within a minute wrinkles up and fades. The stadium dispels. The janitor pulls his staff from the earth, looks to the remaining party members, nods his head into a light, gentlemanly bow, and leaves. And by that I mean he, like, turns away and out of existence. So, not that much time happened. I'm going to fall to my knees and go, No! And pew pew into the air. Okay. For I am distraught. Yeah. Can I have a piece of paper? I'm gonna like fall down on my ass and just be like very glum and sullen because I can't believe my buddy just went away, just like that. I borrow a piece of paper from Nalos and I craft a little sign and it says, "Here lies the bravest." We're not gonna leave him. I don't care. Here fall here fell the bravest. My my dad. The mountain that cast no shadow. Yeah, that's cool. Got a rifle through his pack and find a little statue. Mm-hmm. Put the statue here. Note to myself. <laughs> <laughs> a little statue. A little statue. And that's just gonna live where you die. Oh, cool. That paper. Mm-hmm. That'll survive. Great. <laughs> yeah. Uh I go pull that stuff out of the ground. Okay. <laughs> I hold on to it. I'll put it in my pack. 
<laughs> the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> Mary Poppins it. <laughs> Alright, yeah. Now you have the... Uh, yeah. so, <laughs> that shouldn't just sit around. Right. What is left of them? Because I know he um, crushed them. So Chet is a pile of bone ash. Okay. Mm-hmm. I would probably look a lot like when I tried to catch you. <laughs> yeah. Um, broken and, and bangled, but, I mean, one piece. Okay. Like, it is unabashed that he died instantaneously. Right. Maybe we can bring him back. So, Adventure is his papoose salvageable? Sure. Can we put him in his papoose for this last can papoose? I, can I try to put him back in the papoose? <laughs> <laughs> Break an arm to get him to squish in there. He's pretty, he's pretty flexible right now. Yeah. <laughs> he slurps me into the papoose. Yeah. <laughs> All right. No, go ahead and put me in my jar. I don't, put a you don't have a soul anymore. definitely in pieces. <laughs> yeah, that jar is shattered. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I'll go ahead and I'll shoulder the mm-hmm. papoose. Alright. I imagine I can't go super quick this way, but mm-hmm. I've at least got you. Alright. So you guys just sidestep the final boss. <laughs> so. No, no big roll initiative there. No big <laughs> final fight. I was ready to throw down. Yeah. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah, I was ready to throw down. But I had my dice ready when that he made I the stadium. To the death god of the Akvolt. <laughs> so, uh, what do you all do? I want to go back to town and see if I can use my pile of money to get someone to resurrect my friend. Okay. My pile of money. <laughs> <laughs> pile of I've money, pile, pile of, of friends. <laughs> can you please trade this pile of money for my pile of friend? <laughs> Do I have to change my size count to pile? <laughs> like large. <laughs> can I can I get Pahogli to come back? Hold on. I would like to help you in that effort. Yeah. I mean his soul is gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They can make it's, a new one. I'll be like a robot. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, can we can we get uh, no I am yeah. <laughs> we could we could get Roderick to use uh, Bahokwi's body as a golem. <laughs> That'd be so new, cool. Put a new soul in it. <laughs> but it wouldn't be Bahokwi. It wouldn't. It wouldn't be Bahokwi. But reduce. You just wanted me for my body. <laughs> yes. You strong. Yeah. All right. Was I just a fist to you? <laughs> All right. So, uh, you guys. I mean. You guys can tell that the, the quality of the air is almost immediately returned. I mean, it smells like the forest again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, before you even leave the blast zone, like, you can see, you know, nature has wandered back in. You know what I bet it smells like? What? Heroism. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Phantom flex. Papoose <laughs> <laughs> moves slightly. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> It's just the nose <laughs> left over. Right. It's like when you cut the head off a snake. Yeah. Just twist. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you guys, you guys get out of the zone, and, and the, the, the wizard that, you know, sent you all in there, like, asks, what happened? Everything's over. Well, we succeeded in the task that we 
needed to do at, at great personal cost. Close the rift. Well, we didn't close the rift. <laughs> I'll take credit for it. We did close the rift. Generally. A ghost hand comes out of nowhere and slaps Leonardo. <laughs> How dare you? Nobody here to say otherwise. Probably can't. I'm probably in the yak folk afterlife, the great pasture in the sky. <laughs> Not for long. Journal. I pull the carts of the dead across yes. towns and rivers. And it has all your notes on how this happened? Yes. Can I see it? Of course. I take it, uh-huh. I'm going to cast Firebolt and just incinerate it. Okay, yeah. No one will ever do this again. Absolutely. No one. I'll just throw the ashes on the ground and start looking for our horses and stuff. Yep. Do you know of anybody know my in town or in the area that could well, perhaps bring back <laughs> our fallen friend? Uh, the... the Chet in the capital would know. I don't think that's an option anymore. Well, sh- surely someone in the capital. Okay. Who has the bell? Who has the what? The bell. A little Was bell that you? we can ring. Is it? Oh, wait, that is me, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, they like you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, For the sisters? Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to ring that here. I'm going to wait until we're, like, a little bit sure. away from this camp. And then you're going to mm-hmm. back in the sisters? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. What's up? Nothing. Really? Don't worry. <laughs> 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 There's some fuckery. There's some fuckery going on. <laughs> right? There's some forest fuckery. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, you guys get down the road a little ways, you know, back on your way to the capital, I assume. Mm-hmm. And Nalus, like, brings you guys to a stop, and you ring the bell. And the sisters sort of, like, Appear mm-hmm. as they tend to, sort of behind a tree somewhere, and they go, "What do you need? The job seems done." There's a lot to tell you, and I didn't want to wait for us to ride all the way back. Um, the two of you are in charge now. Uh, I don't remember which two are left, but I, I don't know. <laughs> I was giving them names. I still have my sticky note with their names. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the the one with teal eyes immediately understands what that means and breaks into tears. Um, she falls to her knees and just sobs. Uh, the sister with aquamarine eyes sort of, you can tell, is a lot more prepared for this news mm-hmm. um, and takes it in stride with sort of a well-mannered nod and says, I understand. We'll run this kingdom as it should be, as Father would have wanted. I'm sorry we never told you. Probably couldn't. I understand. Was it just his sacrifice that closed the rift? No. Mm-hmm. His sacrifice, a couple of his you know, clones, and then our, our great yak. They'll be enshrined. Is there is there anything is there any way to um, resurrect our our friend? Um, I don't know if you have the talents of your father, but um, if there is any way to bring him back, 
you know. Yeah, no amount sure. of money or magic is is an object. We will put to research in a library. Resurrection magic is powerful and costly. And there is some available to us. But the spell itself is taxing, and there's probably no one talented enough to survive the ritual itself in the kingdom. We'll beat you to the capital. We'll see you there, where we will hopefully have an answer. Um. We have... Do we want them to take the papoose? means to do so? Uh, no. Okay. No. <laughs> the bottom's probably dripping. <laughs> <in purple. laughs> uh, I mean, definitely not I could tie it down to Foggy Twisted Horns. Have him follow them. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a... Uh, there's a small story beat moment that I wanted to hit that I sort of missed, but we can hit it now. Um, when you guys were leaving the area and you guys were getting your mounts again... Um, and you all start to leave. Uh, you can tell Chesapeake is like looking to the ram. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Single tear, right? <laughs> oh, poor, poor Aminal. Yeah. She don't know. She's a cramp. Yeah. Well, let's put, you know, tie down Pahoku's body to the ram. Mm-hmm. All right. So I am the ram now. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm now playing the Ram. What are my stats? <laughs> <laughs> the back of the player's handbook. Okay. It's a the player's handbook. Let's see, I think. Giant Ram. Uh, so you guys get back to the capital. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the adulation is unbridled from your arrival. I mean, the, 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 the force has been saved. You guys are unabashedly the reason for it. And so there's a great parade in your honor, and, and people are cheering. Um, and once it becomes clear that Behovli's not amongst you all, uh, there's a sullenness that hits the crowd. But the, the cheering doesn't stop. Um, people are overjoyed and grateful, and plenty of people offer, you know... Close enough. <laughs> you know, haunches of meat. my same strength bonus. Bottles of, uh, bottles of alcohol. It's like you I know, never left. Any kind of <laughs> gift they can offer you all from the crowd they try to. But you all get back to the palace grounds after your... Um, your parade welcome and uh, the sisters are in full regalia they look like queens not like their battle ready assassin gear you've seen them up to this point they I welcome you as a free action <laughs> yeah <laughs> they uh, they welcome you and they tell you that if what you've said is true about the nature of his death um, you all basically find out that normal resurrection can't bring back a soul's body. It just can't. True resurrection spell can, and that is some of the most powerful uh, divine magic there is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but worth it. So, they basically give you a pamphlet of information um, and tell you of what you can do. Is it ninth or 8th level? 
True Resurrection is ninth level. Yeah. And it, look, it, well, it does say if the creature's soul is free and willing in it, in it but yeah. whatever. <laughs> I'm free in the other world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm hanging out so, with my peepaw. <laughs> like, free the other what? one. We've seen in traveling with the Hokie yeah. and our experience with some of the other Yak folk, like souls are a big deal yeah. to their culture. So, I mean, my plan was to travel north, try and find some of his tribe to see if there's any elders there or anything like that that might be able to help in this situation. Figure if there was anybody that can, they are probably there. Yeah, no, and uh, we were going to suggest that as well. It's in the pamphlet. Um, in fact, the last few movements of his tribe are in there. You should have a good idea of how to find them. Good. They will be able to help locate his soul. They have amazing talent for that. However, to actually return it and bring his corpse to life, you will need the help of a hermit that lives in one of the many monasteries atop of the mountains. One of those monasteries has a, has a master of soul and, and, and resurrection magic. We imagine they will put quite the cost on performing this for you, but they will be able to assist you. The Kingdom of Felwind exists in part because of Pahokwi and you all entirely. There will be no such thing as a cost. We will not be willing to fill it. I would like to, uh, I guess, you know, when, when we're done there, um, you know, make sure that I have my thousand gold that I have. Uh, and I'd also want to, like, go to the bank or my, you know, Twitter's headquarters or whatever and, like, close down the business and cash it out. Sure. Um, and just end up with a big old <laughs> bag of, of cash of gold that I can put forward. Uh, for always this. take my gold from me also. It's on we've done body. that. Did you? No, I mean, we've done that before. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have gold again. It happened. I have 200. Okay. Yeah. Well, we take that and put that towards. So. I remember because I went to exactly 200 last time. <laughs> I was like, yes. So with that, um, the kingdom of Felwood is, is again at rest and at peace. It's unified. That's the end of this story. You all have your own characters that have their own stories after this. And I imagine that a fair amount of you are probably going to stay together and try and bring your ally back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, all of you. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, heroic. <laughs> uh, and in that, you guys will probably succeed. Um, nothing has stood before you un, un overcome up to this point. And you guys have come a long way as players and as characters. Uh, and it's been a real privilege. Thank you all so much. Thank you for DMing for us. Thank you, too. And so with that, we're going to have a short break. And once we come back, we'll have the epilogues for our characters. We'll be right back. Alright, so we're back from our little break. So, uh, I talked with the party, and in our uh, epilogue, they have decided, and, and, and everyone's consented to going to resurrect Pahokwi, and he is 
uh, cool with having his character resurrected. So, in the interest of us not taking a month worth of sessions to do this uh, long-winded, it's time for a montage! So, you guys, gather up all of your supplies, all of your gold that you can in the capital, uh, and um, purchase a wand of gentle repose to keep his corpse fresh. Um, That's where some of the money is. Uh, you guys drag him up to, you know, on a cart or whatever. You guys travel up to the frozen north. You find Bahokwi's tribe. They welcome you deeply. They've heard of you. Um, they know you who you are, and there is a great lamentful party uh, celebrating his death. Then, yeah. You know who could go on this journey with them? Who's that? My Inky do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my the actual paladin that yeah, became absolutely. my best friend. Absolutely. I forget his name. Second best friend. <laughs> Nolos's best boy. <laughs> you can't just like declare that in the epilogue. Alright, fine, fuck me. I mean, it's an idea. It, I just thought of it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, a couple of yak folk say that they'll go with you, they know the way. Um, to where you're going. You guys spend you know, I uh, spent a couple months getting up there and and just as much, if not more time, scouring the mountain range in hard, heavy weather. Um, there's a couple of ice worms that you guys end up killing over the course of your adventure where you're just, like, traveling through the, the frozen wastes. Big, just, bah, fight happens. Uh, you guys climb up. Mountain goats are like, you don't belong up here. And you, you guys are like, Mountain goats don't talk. But <laughs> <laughs> you guys get to the top, um, and there's a point where Chesapeake is like, I'm a crab, and this shit is frozen. <laughs> and you guys are like, shit, we have to do something to keep Chesapeake from dying from freezing to get death. some gloves. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> uh, not the high water content of crab blood. Don't worry about that. Uh, crab facts. Yeah. <laughs> crab pants would have a lot of legs. <laughs> they would. It would really just be the same for, like, spiders, too. Yeah. Spider pants. <laughs> we don't need spider pants. <laughs> That's the one character from the Spider-Verse that didn't make it into the Spider-Verse spider pants. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so you guys sort of go up and down several mountain peaks, and then you find a modest monastery of maybe a few dozen monks in the middle of nowhere. They're talented and they don't trust you. Uh, you all, Im- you know, impress them with, uh, you know, a, a show of, of, of ability in combat. And you guys each have to sort of square up against, you know, a group of monks and you guys just trounce them by this time. You guys are 11th level. Um, and just dunk on them. And, uh, they go, okay, you're clearly super powerful. They show you to their master, who is this, like, ancient, withered, old human um, who says that they will do it for you, but there will be a great cost. And you guys go on a, basically a little fetch mission where you go and you have to produce some, you know, get, gather an item. Um, he ends up, you know, you guys have to go and buy some materials with the money you have. And he needs a powerful magical catalyst to use the spell. So, you know, <laughs> Karak offers the staff. Um, the sort the monk shatters the staff and uses the magic from that 
to cast a true resurrection spell, and you sort of see him pull his hand down through a mat of the room and, like, pull up Pahokui's soul and sort of smooths it like an ointment back into the body and with the backhand return, like, returns Pahokui's body to glory. Is his body still all broken when his soul comes back? That's what what glory means. (laughs) Returns it to form. Um, Glory, not glory. (laughs) Right. And so, um, you your soul, you know, awakens one period of time, whatever <laughs> construct of time might be in the dead realm. Um, and uh, Kata Kath Kasa. Uh, let me read it because I, I can pronounce it if I'm looking. Kata Kasa. Kata Kasa. Yeah. The Yak folk god of the dead. Um, you know, sort of te- like approaches your soul and says. It's time for you to go. To go? What do you mean? With that, he sort of grabs you and hurls you up into <laughs> a, a rither, withered old hand that grabs you and pulls you back into the the physical realm. And you wake up, and you're immediately in you know, a monastery surrounded by your friends who are probably on the verge of tears, you know, see you back again. Full tears. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Just>. <laughs> and with that, Pahokwi is again alive. Does he? You see, your friends are older. Uh, some time has passed. You guys have all aged about a year. Mm-hmm. One fact or another. Shit, gentle repose, you haven't aged. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, no. you've not aged a second. Well, I still look like, this good. Yeah, maybe about three days, considering the, the travel time of the capital. Does he still um, not cast souls now that he's back, or uh, shadows, shadows. Now that he's back? Uh, he does. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, you were like fully restored, so like yeah, all so that shit is gone. Yeah. yeah. So um, that's just a metaphor now. Yeah. <laughs> um neat. So with that we are gonna go into character epilogues. So do we have any volunteers to tell their story of what their character does after the events of this campaign? Alright. Oh, I was going to say I'll go last since like that whole story was about resurrecting me. <laughs> well, you have also have not had the chance to participate very much. That's so. true. I was dead. Yes. <laughs> was being the important part because in this epilogue, I'm back, baby. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, it's, so you learn very quickly. It's been a year, yeah, maybe a little more than a year since you died. Uh, Felwyn Forest is flourishing. The Blast Zone has almost completely regrown uh, to some level or another. Um... You know, you learn about the tiefling daughters are in fact mm-hmm. Chet's daughters, and they are ruling the kingdom well. And uh, you know, you're, I'm sure your fa- your 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 friends tell you about what happened while you were dead. But you're alive again, and what he, what does Pope do with the rest of his life? The rest of his entire life, um, well, Pope would, upon resurrection, return home to his village. Um, reunite with his tribe, with his father. Um, I assume within a few, like a year or two, his father would also pass on to the spirit realm, mm. leaving him as the chieftain of his tribe. And by that time, Pohokwi would have started like reaching out to other yak folk tribes, looking for unity. You know, the pres- uh, precisely the ones that are not the 
up the more well-to-do tribes that have these mystics that allow their people to kind of float over the tundra and avoid the great worms. So early on in his time as chieftain, he would create this um, confederacy of tribes to start hunting down the great worms and training them. And eventually, uh, I would assume that, you know, other, even the well-to-do tribes would start, like, coming along, being like, well, if they're able to do it, then we can keep doing this together mm-hmm. and, you know, make the, the wilderness of the tundra not so riddled with death that we have to always have these floating people. Mm-hmm. Um, and when he felt like his uh, people were strong enough, he would, I would like him to eventually challenge the lizard con for that tribe back and take them back into his confederacy of tribes and restore them to their full proper, you know, status. Hell yeah. Um, And as years went by and, like, everything kind of came together and he was now chief of chiefs, he would order a great centralized capital of the Yak Folk to begin to be built in the north. Hell yeah. Where, like, you know, the the great roads that once went through the tundra to allow the Yak Folk to safely travel (coughs) would all lead to. And he would name this, I have this written down, because I had this planned for a while. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, He names it uh, Kaniahito, which means beautiful snow. Right on. Um, And there he would rule as chief of chiefs. Uh, until his dying days, whatever would happen after that would be for history and his descendants to determine. Right on. Who's next? I'll go. Yep. Um, <laughs> so now that I've broken my, my Cancun curse and I can fly, it's my main form of travel now. Um, my mount I, I sell to a stable good boy, you know, lives a good life. Um, but one thing that continues knacking me is like, my my early history, how I was able to um, get out of my former bonds. Um, so I am still a little sour about Dro enslaving me, so I'm going to go back to <laughs> the mountain where I was enslaved to mine and liberate the rest of the Kenkus there. Yeah. Um, give it to those fucking Drow. Or give them the, the decision to let them go or, I, you know, I want to fuck some shit up. Mm-hmm. And hopefully the Raven Queen just has, like, has a giant like image yes. behind me of her and just like, yeah, shit's gonna happen. Like Moses um, letting people go. So, <laughs> assuming that happens, then I get, you know, feel like that I'm bettering myself. That's one a part of my past that I can now leave behind and move on with future endeavors, which is gaining more power, becoming more in line with my patron. Um, and venturing around Yal's already to discover more things to become, you know, learn more <laughs> magic. <laughs> Uh, better myself, learn about different creatures and what's inside them and how I can use it to um, make me stronger but also still honor my queen since um, I'm bound to her. Um, and if my path crosses with my former companions, then maybe we'll get into some quests together and look, you know, kill some shit. So. Not as epic as fucking call for questers. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah. Become more of a necromancer. Yeah. A necro, necromancer. Mm-hmm. Of development, right? One of character, right? <laughs> Who's next? 
Alright, well, Leonora sold Twitter. Uh, very, very excited about business venture, but uh, saving friend is more important. But after that year of, you know, travel and saving Bahokwe, you know, along the road, she had a lot more ideas for different businesses. Uh, so after saving Bahokwe, ended up uh, establishing herself in Felwyn Forest because she wasn't allowed to go back to um, the jungle and ended up trying out a couple different businesses throughout the years. Um, you know, some folded, some did not go well. Uh, her dreams of becoming a, like, massive conglomerate corporation with lots of money with all sorts of different things never really came to fruition. Uh, but she died believing that the next business would be the one. You guys got things? <laughs> Alright. <clears throat> uh, so... Nalos would probably stay hanging out with Pahokui for a while, helping him at least get started on his plans in the mountains. Uh, and then, once it seemed like Pahokui didn't need any more help with that, probably go... Probably go back down into the, uh, the northern Triton settlements that are on that end of the continent. Um, learn a little bit from them, make his way back along over to his home, and tell his own people of all the things that have been going on on the surface. Uh, and then I think Nalos would start teaching some of the more skilled warriors in his homeland. Um, and try and train up a, a group of people who can go around fighting, listening for tales of aboleths and other horrific aberrations like that, um, to go hunt them down and <coughs> root them out of their dark hiding places. Because uh, after seeing everything in that, that port town, that's, that's not okay. And uh, probably spend most of the rest of his, like, younger adventuring days doing that kind of work. And by the time he's getting a little too old for that and he's passed that on to somebody else, uh, start feeding Chesapeake so that way she can grow bigger. Yeah, I was going to say, Chesapeake uh, primes out at massive. Good okay. girl. At a huge size. Okay. So... So yeah, uh, once Chesapeake starts getting a bit too big to be like a feasible mount, a you probably <laughs> you probably change out that saddle into like a small hut. Yeah. Uh, so I just have like a tiny portable house. Oh, I love it. Um, <laughs> yeah, probably stop back in, visit the the lake, Lake Felmoss, and just kind of live on my own little personal sentient island. <laughs> Best nice. girl. Uh, There's a lot like we've discussed <laughs> yeah. before. Uh, Krak is deeply scarred by, by his time in the adventure. <laughs> Traveling through portals and visiting dead realms. Yeah. And he hates all of it. Right. Drinks heavily. Sure. <laughs> uh, leaves his continent, because this continent sucks. <laughs> goes back home. Goes back to Yelzar Minor, right? Yep. Goes back to Yelzar Minor. Uh, 
and just uses his magical power mm-hmm. for selfish means. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> Make, making lots of lots of beer <laughs> and, and drinking his sorrows away. <laughs> Maybe we can team up and start a brewery. <laughs> It also fails. <laughs> <laughs> Mainly because of the upper, the upper uh, part, upper management just uh, drinking all the time. He a really fat bird from his beer belly. He tries to fly yeah. ways too much. <laughs> Is that it? Lauren. Uh, yeah, 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 pretty much. Okay. <laughs> so just like, PTSD's his way back to his <laughs> Yeah, just just chills out in, in, in the plains of Yelzer Yelzer Minor. Till till the next problem happens. Constant God damn it. <laughs> Guess I'm back. <laughs> I'm back. It's just the most classic Western moment possible. Someone comes into a dusty tavern off the road. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking tired a long time ago. <laughs> Here there's a druid in these parts. <laughs> That'd be me. <laughs> we have a problem. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Alchemy done. Yeah. <laughs> What's the pay? <laughs> so there's a gigantic crab wandering into town. <laughs> I just, I would imagine, like, in Thor Ragnarok, when he's like, Hey, buddy! <laughs> I know this guy! Um, so, um, once, um, we resurrect Pahokwi, um, I would finish my, um, my sort of, like, magnum opus, like, the tale of our adventures, and it would <clears throat> it would end with Bahokwi's uh, death. Mm-hmm. It would be very meaningful, a real tearjerker. Tear um, the the noble sacrifice thing, people eat that shit up. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they do. <laughs> um, Listeners. <laughs> I would um, uh, write a part two of uh, the tale of... Um, the resurrection and um, a unification of. I heard the resurrection. I was like, "Oh no, please don't write a Bible." <laughs> <laughs> That's how bad things happen. I, I heard. I heard that as as like the bad Star Trek movie, like Return of Spock. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> don't do that either. <laughs> Sorry. And um, they are. Uh, you know, uh, so, like New York Times top bestsellers. Um, uh, I think um, immortalizing all of my my comrades, whether they like it or not. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, I will uh, continue to um. That'll be my my graduation from from bard, yeah. whatever novice mm-hmm. to like pro, and um, I'll continue to sort of uh, 
for at least the the until the sort of my career starts to wind down, I'll seek out um, adventures and and tales of uh, heroics and uh, write them down with none quite um, reaching the heights of my my premiere. But um, I imagine that Vala would end her her days sort of um, sort of like you know. Um, Retiring to a large library and um, continuing to to write and record um, exploits of of young heroes. So, with her, with this story over uh, and your characters forever remembered, <clears throat> some things to do after. I'm going to keep the Facebook group group open. Um, what? Let's see if we were still recording. Yeah. I'd like you guys to put um, at least the bullets of your epilogues in a post on the group. Um, I'd also like you guys to give me permission or not to use your characters in future campaigns as cameos. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Definitely. would be pretty cool with that. Mm -hmm. Um, And my businesses. And, uh... (laughs) Make sure you take your character sheets and level them up to level 13. Because somewhere down the line, I'm not sure how far from now or how soon from now, um, I'm going to be running a reunion campaign where as many people as I can from previous (laughs) campaigns are going to bring back their character uh, for a reunion. And it's going to be at 13th level, so. Cool. All right. Well, for the last time signing off. Oh, not quite. In a few weeks, listeners, we're going to have a Reflections episode where uh, we will get back together in, in some time and reflect on the campaign and talk about the times we shared and the story we told together. Um, so keep an eye out for that. But until then, I've been your host and Dungeon Master Kenny. It's been a real pleasure. I've been Elise playing Leonardo the Furball Grove. Thank you for sticking with, with us this whole time. This has been Nick Asnalos. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> All right. Um, signing off for the last time, this is Lauren as Vala. Well, not going to see you guys next time. This has been Ku as Pahokwi. See ya. And lastly, uh, this has been Cody playing Necro, the Kenku Warlock. Bye, everybody. Bye.